Welcome back to Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, presented by Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, and Apollo's Wing Joint. Go check out their daily specials every day. They've got 13 locations in the Houston area. Go check out Big City Wings today. And this podcast is brought to you by Celebrity Mint. Go check out CelebrityMint.com to check out their graded legal tender collectibles of Mike Tyson, Ric Flair, and more at CelebrityMint.com. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. I am joined always by the What We Learn Houston Rockets edition King, Josh Garcia. How we doing, bud? I'm decent for once. Um, Sports Illustrated's dead. Pitchfork mm-hmm. is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, been a weird week for journalism. Uh, weird week for the NBA. Uh, Texans are out of the playoffs. Lots happened. Um, I wanted to start off the show, though, and kind of mention my favorite Sports Illustrated memory. And this isn't a specific memory, per se. But more so, having the Andre Johnson cutouts on the on the uh, on my wall, the mixed with the the JJ Watt fatheads, like that was an era, and I, I feel really sad that a lot of kids won't be able to have that in the future. And I hope that we have some alternative. Uh, but I wanted to ask, what was your favorite Sports Illustrated memory as a kid? Yeah, I didn't get many Sports Illustrated um, as a as a child. I always wanted them, but just never bought them when I was in the Target or Walmart uh, <laughs> checkout line, you know. But yeah. <laughs> I, I remember the. Sports Illustrated for Kids, Dirk cover. I had that one as a oh, child. Yeah. And then as I got older, I was in high school when this one came out. But uh, the 2014 edition of George Springer on the cover for the Houston Astros, predicting them as the 2017 World Series champions, that one lives on in lore because social media got a hold of it. And as 2017 comes around and they win the World Series, obviously that cover is brought back to life by, uh, I think his name's Ben Ryder. He's the one that yep. wrote Astro Ball. Yep. So, uh, great author, but that cover lives on in lore for us Astro fans. Like that one's easy, but the Dirk Nowitzki Sports Illustrated for Kids cover is the one I had. I remember that Man. one, and I, I believe it was the Mark Cuban, Steve Nash, and Dirk cover. Ooh, the, yeah, that's a that's a deep cut. That, yeah, one, that one's yeah. a lot older, but I remember seeing that one as a child, and I was like, "Man, that one's cool. I want one of those." <laughs> nice man. And no, obviously, man. and obviously, LeBron James in high school went with the the chosen one. Yeah, yeah the chosen. Yeah, that one. was a classic. Yeah. Um, people do forget that in 2016, the Astros were on the cover again. I think it was Dallas Keuchel, maybe Springer, Altuve, Correa. Altuve. Yep. Um, and they said, "Throw out our 2017 prediction. 2016 is the year." And then. 2016, I think that was the either we weren't in the postseason or yeah, that was they the did KC not make the year. That year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 2015 yeah. was the year that they they should have beat in Kansas City, who went on a World Series. All but. time, all time choke job. But we were we were young at the time. That's fine. Yeah, That's fine. So um, maybe but it, yeah, like a little revisionist revisionist history right there. People forget about that 2016 cover, but still, yeah. the 2017 prediction is awesome. And there's so many little like Sports Illustrated tidbits, you know, little factoids that I just will fall in love with to this day. Um, Still wish I had that Victor Wembanyama rookie card. That was one of the last things that they printed. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, it's going to skyrocket on eBay. <laughs> yeah. So rest in peace to Sports Illustrated. They basically fired everyone on staff. Everyone, yeah. Every single person. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, maybe a few, a couple months ago, about Sports Illustrated uh, bringing in AI to write articles for them. And it was just fake people writing fake blogs, essentially, yeah. fake articles. Uh, the downfall has been happening in journalism. It's changing. It's shifting. It's not the same as it once was. And that's uh, something viewers and content people have to adjust to. And Sports Illustrated did not really adjust. ESPN hasn't really adjusted. They just have more money than God. So they're able to yep. keep afloat, even though they fire half their staff every year. But it's changing. The scope is changing of journalism. And 
something that we have to adjust to. And it, it's sad to see Sports Illustrated go. Obviously, that's a part of a lot of people's lives and a lot of people's childhood. Um, getting that as a kid was a special deal. And getting a magazine of Sports Illustrated was a was a big deal as a kid. So to see it go, even though I haven't bought a Sports Illustrated and probably in probably since 2017 when the oh, yeah. World Series. Yeah. I don't think I have one. I think my grandpa got me that one. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's just like magazines are kind of a thing in the past, which is fine and kind of stinks at the same time. So, yeah, rest in peace to Sports Illustrated. You will be missed. Absolutely. Salute Sports Illustrated. Um, we're here We're here for basketball, though, man. Uh, we, we got are. a lot of stuff to get into. Um, why don't you take it away, man? Yeah, uh, someone that won't be missed, Udonis Haslam, got his jersey retired by the <laughs> Miami Heat. Uh, not that anyone was probably going to plan on wearing number 40 in the future anyway for the yeah, Miami Heat, <laughs> but neither here nor there. Someone did take exception to it. I don't care that he got his number retired. He's, he's a Heat lifer. He was drafted there in 2003. He's like 41 when he retired, whatever. Didn't play a lot of meaningful minutes past 2012, 2013 maybe, but he was he's a, he's a Heat guy. He's a Heat culture through and through guy. Dwayne Wade, UD, they're, they're just the guys there, Haslam. Paul Pierce, uh, he commented on the Instagram of Udonis Haslam's jersey being lifted into the rafters in what is now called I Don't Know Arena. Uh, rest in peace, the FTX Arena. Yeah. I yeah. um, can't remember what it's called now. I don't really yeah. care. But we know that was given, was the quote uh, by Paul Pierce under the Udonis Haslam jersey retirement, inciting that uh, he didn't earn it. It was given to him. Unlike Paul Pierce is what he's in. I guess that's what he's alluding to is that he earned his, but he plays for the yeah. Celtics where they retire every number. It's like the Yankees. Exactly. Doesn't matter. It, doesn't it really makes matter. no sense to me, dude. It makes zero sense. Like I'm thinking like a, like a, like a Texans lifer, for example, like John weeks, the, the long snapper. If you yeah. know, that's, that's a deep cut. Yeah, um, yeah. He's been with the team for 12, 15 years, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, it's clearly just uh, for show. Like when you retire a number, you have a you have a little performance, you have a you know ceremony and all that. But it it really kind of just confused me more than anything. I want to say it pissed me off, but it just really confused me. Like seeing Paul Pierce get upset, especially about a team that has retired almost every single number. Damn near. Yeah. I mean, you, you got players wearing double zeros. You got players wearing ninety nine. Like, Jay, shout out Jay Crowder. Um, I don't get it, man. <laughs> It's, it's insane to me. Um, Udonis is a forever legend with the Heat, but I really am just stuck wondering why this is a big deal. Um, I think that it's great that teams are retiring not their star players or retiring the, not their star players' numbers. And I think it just sets a good precedent. Like, I want to see, like, Brian Cushing's number get retired. I want to see fucking Luis Valbuena's number get retired with the Astros. You know, they only played with us for a couple years, but like that impact, you know, it really set, it really set the tone for what the Astros had going on. Um, Man, UD was a legend. Why don't we just leave it at that? Why do we have to shit on him? Yeah. I mean, and look at the Miami heat, look at the numbers that they have retired. It's like five. Maybe the very first number that they retired was number 23 for Michael Jordan, who <laughs> never even once stepped foot in Miami as a member of the Miami Heat. Like, yep. they did that. And they have Dan Marino's number in the rafters up in that really? arena as well. I, I learned that last season. I went yeah. the, the first week of the NBA season, 2022-2023, went to a Miami Heat Celtics game first week of the season. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I learned that Dan Marino's jersey's up in the rafters, even though Bam Adebayo wears number 13. So it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, Chris Bosh, obviously, Dwayne Wade, obviously. Eventually, LeBron James' sixth will be retired, I would assume. 
Um, so yeah, Udonis, he's a heat lifer. He's the heat. He's like the quintessential heat culture guy, along with Dwayne Wade Absolutely. and Eric Polstra and Pat Riley and all those people. They're they're a part of that organization in a way that other people aren't. Exactly. I would say that about Chris Bosh and LeBron James. I wouldn't say that they're heat culture, heat lifer kind of people because they obviously weren't. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Paul Pierce is just a hater and he hates <laughs> anything and everything to do with Miami Heat from any God. era that he played against. Paul Pierce, you weren't even the best player on your championship team. Kevin Garnett was, and that's why his jersey's retired. Like, Oof. he only played there for Talk a few years. Talk but to Kevin him. Kevin Garnett was significantly better and significantly more loved than Paul Pierce was in Boston. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, care. Yeah. I don't care what you think, Paul Pierce. So you, we, we've been known to know that you are a hater of all teams with your two phones at the All-Star KU and Paul Pierce. Whatever, dude. You didn't even get a retirement tour. Look at Draymond yelling at you on the court. No one wanted you to have a retirement tour. Nobody loved so you, you like that. You didn't even get one. No one loved you like that. So, Paul Pierce, get over it. Udonis Haslam, he earned it. Paul Pierce, you earned your number in Boston. But your number in Boston doesn't mean as much as it does in Miami because Miami only has a few numbers retired. You got a point. There's a clip right there. Uh, sign, seal it. That was perfect. Um, I think it's really, really sad that Paul Pierce just gets a microphone, gets a platform, and just does this just with hates. it. He just does this. Like I get that it costs no energy, no money to to hate on somebody, and I get it kind of can be fun sometimes. But like, if you're gonna make that your whole personality as a former really great athlete, almost a star in some years, why? 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 Be like Chad Ochocinco. Just talk about sex at 10 p.m. and yeah. just call it a day. <laughs> Take a Viagra before your games and yep. eat McDonald's all the time. Chad Ochocinco is a legend. Miami's Dol- Miami Dolphins legend, mind you, there for it is. a few there weeks yep. um, before he may or may not have gotten arrested for a domestic dispute. Um, oh, I don't remember Neither that. here nor there. Uh, yeah, he never made it past like week one of the preseason. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yikes. Yeah, I think it was Ryan Tannehill's rookie year. It was on Hard Knocks. If you oh. throw that one back to 2012, I believe. Sounds yeah, right. Yep. It was a good time. Um, it wasn't. I, I haven't had fun in years as a Miami <laughs> Dolphins fan. Ever, actually. Never. I've never had fun. Um, At all. Yeah, we'll, we'll move past this. UD, <laughs> welcome to the Jersey Retirement Club in Miami. Earned, not given, as they would say. Good for you. Good for you, Udonis. Yeah. I'm also a heat kind of guy even though i've got a knicks hat on and i'm a dallas mavericks hat dallas mavericks fan so it's like i'm I'm all over the place but i like the heat they're good they're fine um let's talk about the west please we're we're entering into the second half of the season where i don't know if there is a number one team i i'm ready to have that conversation about minnesota minnesota Oh. oh is first in the West. I'm pulling up NBA doc, the NBA app right now to make sure we've got the standings correct. Go yeah. ahead. Please. They're, they're first in the West. They're one game up on the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're 30 and 12, but have the 20, I think the 20th best offense in the league. Really? Not very good. Their defense is elite, and they have Has elite offensive players, but their offense is not necessarily good. Interesting. I mean, do you think it's because the, look at their big men? I mean, the, the, some of the slowest big men in the league, even even Cat. And um, that's part of it. Yeah, that, that, that might be, be the the fast pacedness of the game is probably inflating a lot of different teams' numbers. But look exactly. at Denver. Like Denver doesn't play a fast game. They have True. an elite offense. Dallas. They don't necessarily play a fast game because of Luca, but they have an elite offense. I I don't think their offense is good enough to win an NBA title, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's good enough to get out of the second round. 
Mm. Even as a one seed. Wow. Even as a one seed. Keep going. I'm listening. I love it. So, and in part, that has to do with Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is incredible. Denver right. sitting at the number three seed, one and a half games back of the number one seed. They're, they're the favorites. I don't care what anyone says. Denver is always going to be the favorite, no matter if they're the one, two, three, or four seed. Right. Because of Jokic. If they're healthy, they're elite. Storming in to the number four seed here, the Los Angeles Clippers, if healthy, yes, could be the most dangerous team in the NBA. Because they're the most versatile team because they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George that mm-hmm. can guard one through four in most cases, stretch four, and can also be the best player on the court in any given series. If Kawhi is healthy, he's absolutely the best player on any court. Yeah. Or has the ability to be. Right, right. There you go. I'm not saying he is, but he has the ability to be the best player on the court. I'm with you now. James Harden has unlocked something in every big on the Clippers with the pick and roll that they, we talked about it, I think either off air or on air. I can't remember, but that he's been running pick and roll after practice, like 20, 30 minutes after practice with the big men and just creating chemistry, which I don't know if he did this in Houston. I, he may have, but Pro- probably, probably, but you never heard about it. So James exactly. Harden, just like being a teammate, like a good teammate for once. <laughs> good for you, James Harden. I love this turnaround. I love it. Um, awesome. Zubat is becoming elite due to James Harden. He's and I, right now, but yeah. I love that agenda. I want to push that agenda. If, if Zubat can give me 15 and 12 every night along with some of the three best players in the NBA, maybe not Harden anymore. Right. But even Westbrook, Westbrook has been more efficient the past two, three weeks. I mean, you're seeing the Clippers really not only just turn it around, but like this, this could be big for their future. And I don't know, man, I, I haven't heard much speaking about man. I haven't heard about uh, Terrence Mann this year. I don't know. Is he even getting he's playing time anymore? He, he's, he's he was really there. fun to watch. He was a fun, he was a fun guy to watch. Um, the Clippers are really – you're going to see the Clippers be in a position where I can just picture it now in the second round, you know, maybe against Denver, maybe against OKC. They have all the tools to just shit on everybody. Win in five, win in six. It, maybe not against the Nuggets, maybe not against the Celtics, maybe not against the Sixers, but it's not crazy to call them a top four, top five team in the NBA right now, let alone in after the 82-game season, assuming God willing everybody's healthy. What are we talking about here? This is this has the they have the potential to be the number one team in the West, even if 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 the records don't reflect that. Right. Yeah. They they didn't start off the season with James Harden very well. I think they lost their first four or five games. Yeah. Or one yeah. Five, four. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. It was bad to start, and we were all laughing at them, us included. We laughed at them on this podcast. And oh we yeah. Like, man, can you imagine making that trade? What a dumb trade. Turns out, um, all they needed was a few weeks of like chemistry building to turn out to be like an incredible team. They're eight and two in their last 10. Um, They're only on a one game win streak, but they're 17 and four at home. 2011 in the conference, six and three in the division. They average 117 points per game. They have a plus point, uh, 5.6 point differential right now. Like they're a very, very, very good team. And having elite players like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard and James Harden able to take the ball at any moment in time is awesome. Because then you don't have to focus on James Harden bringing the ball up every time. You don't have to focus on Kawhi Leonard bringing the ball up every time. Paul George, same thing goes for him. Then you throw Russell Westbrook on the bench. And I think they've unlocked something in Russell Westbrook where they're just figuring out where to give him the ball and not give him the ball. Yes. Because if you get the ball at half court, it's over. You're not getting anything out of that (laughs) possession. It's going to be a brick layup. 
yep. or it's going to be an awful three or an awful long two mid-range jumper. But if they give it to him in the right spot, if he's at the elbow of the free throw line maybe, and then they just let him go to work, then he kind of gets into a groove and he hits his spots like much better. Yeah. But James Harden, oh, yeah. James Harden is the thing that unlocked this team is just a very strange sentence to say based on what we learned last year when uh, right. he didn't make the all-star team for Philadelphia and then just kind of went kaput. And then also the Houston Rockets rumors starting at Christmas God. on Christmas day from Woj was awesome. Never I forget. Very, very hilarious for me to watch, but <laughs> um, yeah, Harden being happy and being very healthy and good is incredible. The problem is, is that this team is never healthy. When you look at their roster, James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Every one of them get hurt almost every year. And they've played like every game. It's incredible. Like yeah. barring they, like rest days. They haven't had injuries yet. So knock on wood, obviously, that they that stay healthy. I want them to stay healthy because this version of a team is very good. I just pray to God that that's not the 4-5 matchup with the Dallas Mavericks. Please keep the Clippers away from the Ooh. Dallas Mavericks until like Western Conference Finals. Then anything can happen. But like... Yeah. First two rounds, I don't want to see the Clippers. I, don't, I have no desire. They're like the boogeyman. I don't want to do it. <laughs> that bubble series, uh, that was that was one of my favorite uh, playoff series in, in a minute. Luka was um, 21 years old and yeah. just fucking destroying exactly. the exactly. NBA. It was awesome. Exactly. Uh, I think overall, a healthy and fun James Harden is good for the league. If you remember, of course, everyone remembers this, the James Harden free throw lore. Everybody was shitting on him because he shot 10, 11, 12 a game. Now well, we have somebody looking at you. Exactly. Now we, that's exactly what I was going to say. Now we have somebody else to shit on. Yep. So maybe, just maybe, now that Harden has taken kind of a back seat and, you know, he's not the number one guy anymore, mm-hmm. this is good for him, good for the team, good for the league. I love the squad. And if the Rockets, you know, shit out and just don't make the play in, the Clippers, Clippers might be my squad. Of course, you know, I'll, 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 I'll lend you a, a helping hand and love on your Mavericks when I can, but you don't have to. It's okay. I understand. Hey, hey, hey we're hey man, we're 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 co-hosts. We're <laughs> brothers. I'm gonna give it to you when I can. I'm gonna help. But I really think that the Clippers will just be beyond different. Um, God willing, again, I really think that you know the only team that could really beat them. I don't know, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Thunder. The, I don't even know the, the Thunder. The Thunder are young. Yeah. Like, if you put Kawhi Leonard on even like Chet Holmgren, I think that might be barbecue chicken. I mean, Kawhi might get him. Um, I don't know. I it, it kind of leads to it leads to the question: Is the West too overpowered? Um, Phoenix is seven and three in their last ten. Um, you're seeing the Pelicans become a five seed out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. And of, of course, they're like I think six and four in their last ten. I don't have my stats in front. Yes, of Yes, they're right six now. and four in their last ten. Dallas is six and four in the six seed in their last ten. Sacramento's in the seventh seed, but they've lost four in a row. They're four mm. and six in their last ten. Mm. And Phoenix, ever since the dog peed on the court, little puppy, uh, the cutest thing of all time, which I have saved in my phone for future use if Absolutely. need be. Um, <laughs> Phoenix is starting to get healthy. That's the thing. We haven't seen the big three together. We all laugh because we're like, ooh, three stars that can't stay healthy. It's the same scenario with the Clippers. Three stars that can't stay healthy. However, the Clippers have been healthy this entire time. Phoenix has been missing either Booker or Bradley Beal for a majority of the season. So they're finally healthy and Bradley Beal looks good. Not great yet, but good. Um, Yeah. The Suns look good right now and I'm, I'm still wait and see mode. This is still a smaller sample size than we've seen out of the Clippers. The Clippers is a large sample size. We're over 25 games now. We're just been fucking incredible. Absolutely. The Suns, we got to see a little bit more. I want to see a little bit more. I believe in Kevin Durant. I, 
I don't believe in Devin Booker and Bradley Beal <laughs> is my problem. Well, let's start with the Devin Booker thing. Is is that in regards to health or regards to personal feelings, maybe? No, it's just every elimination game ever, Devin Booker just does not play <laughs> basketball. It's just like he's not even on the court. Yeah. It's it, like it, 11 points with like 30, 30, 75 splits. It's the yeah. like it's the worst basketball you could hope for with a with a guy of that caliber and that you're paying it oh that much. Oh my god. My yeah, he's done that like 3 times now I think. It's a big enough sample size to notice. Um the top 8 in the West is just bloodbath. Light years, light years ahead of anything that's going on in the East besides the Celtics and the Sixers really. I mean, you have what what is Cleveland a 4 seed right now? Five seed. You have the Bucks at the three. At the three, yeah, Cleveland's imagine. a four seed. The Bucks are two. Philly's three. The right. Knicks are five seed. Miami's six. Then you got Indian Indiana now at the seven seed, which we don't know what that team's going to look like. Right, right. Sure. Then Orlando sitting at the eight seed, and Orlando could ooh, beat a lot of teams. I think. Ooh, Celtics, Celtics, Magic. Uh, first fun. round series. That'd be sick. Um, I, I, I just think that the, the top three in the East is just elite basketball. The bottom 12, man, you're, it's a little rough. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And I can confidently say there's at least five teams in the West that can beat those three teams, maybe six. Um, I'd even, I was going to say, I'd even throw the Kings uh, maybe on the Bucks or the Sixers and maybe they wouldn't win, but take maybe them to six, right? Yeah. yeah, they take them to six or something. But the West is just miles ahead. And of course, we've always said the West is better. You know what I mean? And it's not like it's been like 10 years, right? Really ever since LeBron, I feel like LeBron left the heat. The West has just been dominant. Um, but it was like that when we were kids. That is, yeah, because you're looking at the Spurs, the Lakers, right? Spurs, the, Lakers, Mavs, Suns, like, yeah, Steve yeah. Nash, Dirk, Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett. You even had Kevin Durant later on, and then Shaq, true, true. Obi, Tim Duncan. Just everyone was in the yeah, West. Yeah, I wonder what makes the West just like that much better it's been like it really yeah no honestly like ever since jordan if you think about it jordan got the got the six you had the rockets yeah. in between there then it was what spurs yeah spurs lakers all lakers three p a while yeah. yeah yeah that's god i didn't even think about that and it's then more spurs time. but then the mavericks were also really good the suns were winning True. 60 games like everyone was in the west and then kobe was obviously still on the lakers so right. it's like <laughs> Everyone was in the West. And then the yeah. East had the little resurgence with Dwight Howard and LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosch. Yeah. Like those teams yeah. were really fun too, but it was always the West like always won when I was God, a kid man. in the All-Star game. Bring yeah, no. Bring back East West with yes. with just you wear your team jersey, yep. with a little patch, and you wear a certain color. Oh yeah. The color or the you wear white. Bring that back, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I ever since they drafted the teams, it felt like one. It, it was like one more thing was being taken away from us in this league. And it was good in theory. It it sounded when they tell when yeah. they televised the draft. That was good in theory. And yeah, that was fun because then you get LeBron James and Kevin Durant laughing about James Harden. They're like, "Oh no, he's healthy. He got traded." When Charles <laughs> Barkley said that, and, and then LeBron had the clipboard and had to cover his mouth. Mm-hmm. That was fun, but in theory, it didn't. It, it never really worked in reality. Yeah. Yeah, we we've had great we've had great all star and, and this leads to a whole other conversation. We've had great all star game moments. The LeBron fadeaway, the Steph Curry, you know, fifteen high, fifteen foot high bounce pass to Giannis. Like, there's been really cool moments, and it's great to see those conferences kind of split into each other. And you know, yeah. you can kind of look at it glass half full, glass half empty. But mm-hmm. based on nostalgia vibes, I mean, just give me East West. Like, yeah. I need I need that. Bring the red versus the blue, or or rock the your team jersey in a certain mm-hmm. color. 
Mm-hmm. That would be sick. I'm with it. I'm with yeah, it. the West, 1 through 10 even, because I know the Lakers aren't good necessarily right now. They're under 500 for the first time this season as well, 21 and 22. I hate to see that after they lost to Brooklyn. But they still have LeBron James, and they still have Anthony Davis, so it's like they can take over a seven-game series. And I, yeah. I would pick them against a lot of teams just because they have those two players if they're healthy. So Exactly. Yeah, 1 through 10 in the West is crazy, and then you even have the Houston Rockets that would pester a lot of teams. They, oh, they yeah. would be an annoying playoff series. Oh, yeah. I'm Awfully thinking grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, very similar. Minus, I, I mean, both teams are kind of swagless if you think about it. But like, You don't have a Zebo. Yeah, yeah. shout out Zebo, man. The, no, the, the way the Rockets play, I watched that uh, that overtime thriller last night. Check it out on ApolloHOU.com. I did some midseason mm-hmm. awards as well. Check that out on the homepage. Um, man, the Rockets at the 11th seed. Yikes. Not we'll great. figure it out. We'll it's figure fine. it out. It's fine. It's fine. Forty-one games. It's fine. Superstar up in Shingun. That's right. Some some say. And then you have Golden State <laughs> at the twelve seed. So if they trade something and do something, maybe who they're knows? In there. Like maybe. And they have the championship pedigree, so you can never count them out. But I'm counting them out because <laughs> they still have their team. Together. Hater they shit. won't trade anyone. They won't trade <laughs> anyone. It's stupid. And Steve Kerr's bitching about the music being too loud. Whatever. God, man, care. you're on your Paul Pierce shit this episode. This is good, man. I am Paul Pierce. This is me. I hi. Paul Pierce, uh, Boston Celtic legend, also Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets legend, also Los Angeles Clippers legend. Paul there Pierce. Yeah. No retirement yeah. tour, though. But that, that, retired. They don't love you like that. Man, that Wizards uh, backboard buzzer beater. Wizards. Yeah. 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 Um, you don't forget. Yeah. Before we head off today, let's talk about the most unclutch moments we've seen this weekend. Oof. Yikes. Yikes. Um, I'll lead it off. Yeah. The Anthony Edwards... Missing the three free throws. And, of course, if you saw the clip, the third one, you know, you throw it up there and at least hit the rim. Give it to somebody on the board, maybe. Ooh, man, just all all backboard. No rim, no net. Um, these people are human. They did a human thing. Um, the, sure. the Anthony Edwards, baby Jordan, evil, somebody <laughs> – <laughs> the Playboy Cardi song that came out, Evil Jordan. People are calling uh, Anthony Edwards Evil Jordan, um, especially since everything that's happened this past year with the send the video, etc. I feel um, like Jordan's still way worse. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just a terrible human being all around, probably. Man, um, the clip was terrible. Allegedly. allegedly. Uh, yeah, true. Yes. <laughs> let, let, let's let's make that clear. Um, alleged bad human being. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just made for a bad point in basketball. Um, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum also. Uh, very insane. Uh, he, it's almost like he had takeover in my career and then just like bricked everything. And then you just see his face. He's like it, He does the same face every time he misses a game winner. And you know it's really bad when the the Tatum Muse accounts and like all those other accounts will, will, will drop a minute long or two minute long highlights of Jason Tatum clutch plays to cope. I yeah. mean – the PR team is going stupid. They're doing numbers. <sighs> People are human. Tatum is human. Anthony Edwards is human. They all fuck up. They all make mistakes. But, man, it was well, bad this weekend. I don't know what was in the air. Anthony Edwards did have the alley-oop to himself off the backboard that was earlier hard. in the week. So I'm, I'm excusing the three fitness free throws <laughs> because of that awesome ass self oh yeah oh yeah it was beautiful like just the pump fake at the free throw line and then he was like yeah fuck it just throw it off the, the backboard and then he dunks it it was the sickest thing nuts very cool end game jason tatum uh no excuses for me uh i have nothing for you it, it was like back-to-back plays you you missed the layup which 
I'll, I'll give you the layup before it was still a one point game. 100, yeah, it was a tough 100 one. points. Misses the layup. It was a tough layup. I don't blame you for that one. However, I will blame Missoula and the Boston Celtics staff for drawing up a play that did not work mm-hmm. like in the slightest. And then Jason mm-hmm. Tatum has to take the toughest shot possible. So it's really, I mean, it is Jason Tatum's fault, but it's not Jason Tatum's fault. The play was just awful. <laughs> just an awful design. <laughs> like you need two points to tie the game. How do you get those two points? How do you get somebody open? It doesn't have to be Tatum. Brown can take it. You got Porzingis. Drew Holiday, I think, was injured at the end of the game, so he he wasn't available. But you have all these dudes on the team. Everyone, Bill Simmons is the, is the it's the deepest team in the league. You know, House, it's they're they're elite. They don't lose at home. They hadn't lost at home all season. Yeah, uh, love it. I did see a TikTok of a Boston Celtics fan who, before the game, said they don't lose at home. I will fly to Thailand and back in one day if they lose what to the Denver Nuggets and I was like that's I mean that's a punishment because you're just getting on a plane off the plane in the airport getting right back on the other plane that that was terrible um he screamed louder than I've ever heard anyone scream in their like apartment in front of a microphone watching the game to Tatum like shooting the worst (laughs) attempt of all time game tying to oh god I I don't feel bad for the guy because he's a Celtics fan so fuck him but yep um (laughs) Yeah, very funny that Celtics fans have had to deal with this and they're going to continue to have to deal with this. This is on the level of LeBron pre-Heat where he couldn't hit the shot Mm. or pre-Orlando series in game two. There it is, yep. Hit the three against Orlando in game two of the Eastern Conference Finals 2010, 2009. Mm. Yeah, 2009. Before that, LeBron was always, oh, he can't make the clutch shot. He's not very good in clutch games. Jason Tatum, uh, inherently like pretty good in like playoff clinchers and Solid, playoff, yeah. uh, elimination games. He's he's put up like fifty against the Sixers last year and forty in the year before. Like he's very good, very good in clutch moments. However, the actual clutch moment that matters the most uh, turns out he's not as good. Haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing Tatum along with plenty of other people who they kind of fuck up during the regular season. But then you see him in a playoff series, and you're like, "Oh, that's where you've been." And look yeah. at look at LeBron. Prime example is like he. Imagine if LeBron just tried every game, like full on, all out. Like we'd be looking at fifty thousand points by now. Oh, for I'm sure, beyond. Um, so you're kind of just seeing players, and, and, and it's it's the dog days. Your teammates are are, are all rumored of being traded. It's bad because you remember like mid-January to like really like late February like those are the like peak dog days so right I'm not saying give Al Horford the game winning shot here but like no definitely not but like there's other options you know what I mean maybe pick a more unassuming player to take your final shot Derek White baby the the all-star campaign no (laughs) JJ Redick you will pay for your sins that's terrible (laughs) I love you dearly JJ Redick Duke man to Duke man brotherhood you know even though I didn't go to Duke. Didn't go to Duke. But Duke guy to Duke guy. <laughs> I am begging you to stop pushing for Derek White to make the All-Star game. It, it Everyone wants sense. the cool players. Everyone wants the fun players, the superstars. Derek White is great. He is great at basketball. He is great for the Boston Celtics. He is great at what he does for the Boston Celtics. For the love of God, don't put someone in the All-Star game that scores three points repeatedly in full games throughout the season. <laughs> I don't need it. You don't need it. No one needs it, JJ. I love you. Duke, to, Duke guy to Duke guy, even though I didn't go to Duke. Please stop the Derek White 
all-star campaign. And, and there is your episode plea. Um, if not a trade deadline plea, it is a moral plea. Please stop JJ Reddick. You must. You must stop. Um, Andre Drummond, please come to Dallas. That's there it is. There it is. There. I knew. I knew something was going to happen. Um, they're saying uh, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges. What? What is happening? It seems that we've been linked. Uh, Daniel Gafford it was linked today. Uh, no, this morning to no. The, to the Dallas Mavericks and the Houston Rockets. He's mine. We're both there. <laughs> Just want to point that out, that the Mavericks window is much more open than the Rockets. You can wait a year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're literally getting linked to every single player that like has been yeah. maybe just briefly mentioned in a trade talk. The Dallas Mavericks are linked to them. Don't care. Solid, solid 10 players. Are we going to make a – we're probably not even going to make a trade. I'm being completely honest. I don't think we're making a trade. <laughs> You're going to see Tim Hardaway Jr. get traded mid-game, Harrison Barnes style. It's going to be sick. I can't wait. I'm manifesting wouldn't that. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't yeah. hate it. Hey, he was on crack the other day. He was what? on crack. You he said. was on crack. He was very much on crack <laughs> that day. It was cold as shit in Dallas, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. day. Yeah, he was awesome. He scored 41. Nuts. But the guy can't make a pass to save his life. This isn't a Dallas Mavericks pod, but I will go on my soapbox. The guy just does not need to pass the ball. If he gets it, just shoot it. I don't. I'll, I'll live with the result. Yeah. Please stop passing the ball. Turn into Kobe and just don't pass the ball. Just don't yeah. do it because every time you do, it turns into a turnover every Man. single time. It's like the most. It's like a toddler. You give them something that then they don't know how to use their hands yet. That's what Tim Hardaway is like when he tries to pass the ball. Mm. doesn't know what he's mm. I, I'm Ricky Bobby I don't what do I what do I need to do with my hands right I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands that's Tim Hardaway when he's told the to pass Jesus yeah well um Fuck. yeah uh Tim Hardaway man uh when he's on he's on it's, uh, it's awesome he's an electric factory he's a one out of player. 10 games though that's the unfortunate part uh almost I think uh, we're up to like three out of 10 oh really he'll, like, he'll get 20 like repeatedly off the bench it's it's pretty interesting. Damn, I need to like, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to follow the Tim Let's Hardaway Junior. Stat Muse account on Twitter <laughs> since we're I talking about. Them. I hope it doesn't exist. No, dude. If the if a Bruce Brown Muse account exists, He's a Tim a, Hardaway he'd be a Junior. Champion, though. You do have a point. You do have a point. Tim Hardaway Junior. Shooting. Uh, he is scoring eighteen points a game. Three point six rebounds, one point seven assists. That's a that's a Jalen Green stat line if I've ever seen one. How's the how are the percentages though? Uh, free throw, eighty-seven point seven. Solid. Bad, not bad. Uh, three point. He's shooting thirty-six percent. That'll work. And forty-one percent from the field. Not terrible. I mean, no, it's not the worst. Not the worst. You you live with the good games and you die with the bad ones. So, it is what it is. Jalen Green, I'm looking at you. I mean, come you on. You die much more often than I do. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that. I get <laughs> one out of ten with Jalen Green. You get three out of ten with Tim Hardaway. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's good. It's it's fine. But shout out to you, Donis Haslam. Uh, not a shout out to Paul Pierce. Fuck you. Um, the West is awesome. The West is sick and terrifying, and it's a bloodbath. And I'm not necessarily mentally ready for it or emotionally. Um, I will get there eventually, or I won't, and I'll just be dead on the side of the road in Dallas. It'll be fine. Sure. And uh, Jason Tatum, figure it out, bud. Man, um, you're going to be seeing these next couple of weeks. So as we've been talking about, you know, the trade deadline is going to heat up. You're going to see who really wants this shit. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll kind of get into it next episode. But, you know, as for right now, there's probably five to ten fringe teams that if they just make one or two trades, that might be an extra five wins in a playoff seed or a higher yeah. seed in the long run. So mm -hmm. 
this is the dog days. It's going to be fun. Uh, I wish to God that there was more we can really hone in on other than, oh, you know, oh, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? You know, but the NBA is slow sometimes. You know, we got, you know, I wanted to sit here and talk Anthony Edwards all day, but unfortunately he did a not so good thing with the free throws. Um, Yeah. We got to have, we just got to drop propaganda episodes at this point. You know, your, yeah. your Mavs trade propaganda, you can do a whole episode about that. We'll, we'll can... bring back the uh, the Bill Simmons fake trades on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't Bill wait, Simmons baby. fake trades. And <laughs> <laughs> it could go any way you want. I don't care what you do. We'll see what happens. There it is. But there's not really any more stars to trade. DeJounte Murray, sure, whatever. I yeah. Don't care. yeah. But there's not any more stars. Siakam's off the table. OG's gone. There's no big dominoes left. Now we're getting into the nitty-gritty. Getting their basketball reference pages. It's gonna be gross. <laughs> page, yeah, page thirteen of the league leaders in the basketball reference. <laughs> Trading Derek White. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this has been Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, brought to you by Big City Wings, Houston's wing joint, Apollo's wing joint. Go check out their daily specials every day. They're awesome. Thank you to Big City Wings. They have thirteen locations in the Houston area. Go check them out. And thank you to Celebrity Mint for sponsoring this episode. Check out their graded legal tender collectibles of Mike Tyson, Root Flair, and more at CelebrityMint.com. And you can follow them on social media at The Celebrity Mint. I'm your host, Stone. I've been joined by the What We Learn Houston Rockets Edition King, Josh Garcia. We will see you back on Thursday. <laughs> You're insane.